You're listening to Butter Cuts. It's Monday, May 17th, 2021. Today's episode, 48-year-old tour veteran gets his first win on the European tour. A rain-soaked final round leads to a tour player's first PGA Tour victory and a lot more, including a co-host win. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Buttercuts Podcast. Weston, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. It's been a been a pretty good week for me, and I appreciate you being willing to go a day early <laughs> to <laughs> accommodate my uh, procedure that I'm I'm doing tomorrow. And and I don't know if the listeners want to hear me after coming out of <laughs> out of a out of surgery and uh, for a few hours and and trying to 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 talk golf and whether that would even be possible so appreciate you being <laughs> able to go a little earlier than <clears throat> than usual so yeah, no worries i think i think the big news to talk about though is hey man great tournament yeah i got a second tournament of the year for me and like i said trying to play a little bit more this year and um, I got a win, which is good for me down at the Palisades Century. I think it's like the Palisades or the Security National Palisades Open down at Palisades Golf Course in Sterling, Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, big. yeah, it was, it was a little bit windy. And uh, like I said, I didn't feel like it when I left the course, but uh, looking at the results later, it <laughs> ended up with the with a win. We ended up, you know, it's down there a couple hours from from Salt Lake here, so not yeah. a lot of people stick around. So ended up being uh, co champs with Ryan Reese from the Oaks at Spanish Fork. Mm-hmm. So it was good to get that off. Uh, you know, kind of after the U S open qualifying debacle. <laughs> if, if anyone well, know, I'm given, I don't think I talked about the score that I shot, uh, but I shot 20 shots better <laughs> this week. Um, which well, just, which, t- which, which, which is just telling you how crazy the game of golf is, right? It just, Oh yeah. When I got in there and I kind of analyzed my round and what I did, it was strictly, I worked really hard on, trying to really just focus and get a good pre-shot routine and just really lock in on every shot. Um, yeah. That that's just, something you said you were working on too, your pre-shot. How did that, how did that work for you? Work great. Like I said, there's some things I still need to clean up the driver. The driver has been the real uh, spot of bother for me and <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't hit it great, but uh got away with it i don't know if that's the i mean hit some good shots and then you know played well from the spots that i was in um but yeah did that and then just really kind of focused on putting and one thing that i did at the utah open last year and putted pretty well was before my round part of my practice routine is i have a, the putting arc and i got on that for about five minutes before when I got to the course and just set that down just to kind of lock in the putting stroke and yeah I seemed to really solidify that as well um but yeah besides that uh came in was I think through 11 I was one over I bogeyed 11 um to go to one over and then was uh four under coming in so pretty pleased with the the finish and kind of just sticking to it and just sticking with what I needed to do to, to, to get, to shoot the score I did, which ended up being enough. So. That's awesome. No, it was a really strong field. Um, I've played tournaments with uh, many of those guys and lost to many of them. (laughs) So uh, really solid play. That's, that's definitely a victory to, uh, 
be excited about and uh man carried into the next one what's what's next for you uh next is i think three weeks away i've got the north salt lake open it's eaglewood hopefully keeping fingers crossed to get uh hernia surgery tomorrow so i don't know how long (laughs) exactly i'm gonna be able to so that'll be kind of a play by ear type type deal i'm hoping it's you know june 5th so that should give me plenty of time but but yeah happy to get the win and it was like say fun to go out there and and perform closer to what i know i can do um but really just more pleased with how my approach to to the round more than anything um but that actually might not even be like the most exciting thing that happened to me <laughs> this week <laughs> well tell me more uh thursday playing in uh men's league at glenmore um mm-hmm. I checked uh, the the big bird, the double eagle, off my list uh, of things of, that I haven't done. So that, coupled with the win, is <laughs> it's has been a pretty good week. That's awesome. I uh, I remember my first and only double eagle like it was yesterday. <laughs> no, it was. It's a really tough thing to check off the list. It, I'd say it's even harder than a hole-in-one. And um, I actually got mine down at Coral Canyon playing in the, uh, the winter champs or something. Hey, good that was good to get it in tournaments. Yeah, it was usually, good. usually get you a skin or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they had skins or, during the winter champs. I don't know how they – I can't remember how if they yeah, do I don't, skins during the winter champs, but – Mine was in there, so I'm definitely gonna gonna get a skin and get a little, little little cash from that. But no, like say, good week and yeah, and I definitely think it's, I don't know, some people would would disagree, but hole in one, you get to put on a tee, you get to dictate your lie. You know what's you know. Oh yeah. There most of the time with the double eagle, right? I missed it. You know, probably. 25 30 yards right of where i wanted to be on that hole you know hitting it over some trees over a bunker um totally didn't get to see it go in and but that's that's the joy of it right i get up there and i'm like okay where's my ball because <laughs> they said oh yeah it's, it's it's gonna i knew it was gonna be on the green um so it was a surprise to to find it in the hole so that's good that's awesome the, yeah. the new, new irons paying dividends early that's awesome yeah that was that was kind of i mean it's pure luck to me i i was oh, on yeah. a five and i i had 225 in on um uh, camera holes maybe like 15 or 16 but i just smoked a five iron up there and hit the best shot i could had no yeah. idea it was going to be even in the hole and then you get up there and it's like no i hit a good one it's got to be here somewhere <laughs> yeah. and then you just peer in the hole and there it is it's pretty exciting yeah it's there and like i said and it it is hole in ones are luck and you, you obviously you have to hit a good shot well most of the time you hit a good shot sometimes you don't and you get a <laughs> um, you get you get luck but anytime you hold it out i think it's right everything has to go exactly right oh it has to go perfect to go yeah, on, I, so. I my first hole in one was at sea level so the eight iron for 155 and i was playing the old uh tour prestige this mm-hmm. was like back in the day right and i hit this thing about eight feet behind the hole and it ripped with spin so hard I could hear it crack against the pin from the tee box and then it dropped in. Like had it been a millimeter to the right or a millimeter to the left, the thing would have been like 10 feet from the cup, but it uh, hit it dead square and dropped in the hole. Um, And then my next one, I I chunked an eight iron and it rolled in. So, you know, go figure. Yeah. It's, it's all (laughs) my two, like I've got two old ones and yeah, it's, it's crazy, but like I said, I'll I'll take it. Uh, got a little bit of flack from Derek because he doesn't have either one. He doesn't have a hole in one or a <laughs> or a double eagle. Um, but like I said, and it's just 
you hear about it and there's guys who are really good players like Derek doesn't have either one of those and just yeah. is surprising. So, Oh man, it's, it's been kind of a crazy week and glad to get that in and, uh, cause I'm definitely going to be off, off of playing at least for two weeks. I think they say, I think he said originally that for two weeks, I can't, can't swing a club. So the putting should be, should be dialed in <laughs> by that, yeah. um, at least. But going into the tournaments of the week, I mean, the Corn Ferry still not on TV, um, but Grayson Sig gets the win, comes from one back to beat Steven Yager, who mm-hmm. has been, you know, playing really, really good. He's got you know, a couple of wins in this 2020 season. <laughs> um, so he's definitely on his way, uh, you know, to the PGA Tour, but just comes up a little short. Um, and they played it in Knoxville, and I actually heard this course is really good, um, the course that he played. But, yeah, he was leading, kind of had it under control going – going into it but just doesn't shoot a great score on the final round and and gets gets beat out by sig who beats him by four shots and drops him down because yeah sig was right behind him so beats him by four shots so he was up on sig by three and you know sig comes up and flip flops that and beats steven yager oh Yager's been playing good. He's he's such a player and uh, tough to see him not pull it off. I kind of was rooting for him, but hey, yeah. best man wins. Like I said, I think he's he's well on his way to a, to tour card from next year. He's he's just in too good of a position not to. Yeah, for sure. And the next one, the it's I think they played this at TPC Sugarloaf, uh, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic for the Champions Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man Dickie Pride gets his. Uh, I think he's won a few times out on the the senior tour. Uh, like I said, PJ Tour kind of stalwart. Never like we talked about this before. Not that he was anything like amazing on the PG PGA Tour, but you know, always kind of there. So, yeah, yeah, he's a lifer. He kind of sneaks a couple in there, but um, he's still got to play good out there. Yeah, for sure. So he gets his. It may have been his first win. No, it couldn't have been his first win. They're just like the only thing that they show is his latest one is his 2019. Um. That's funny. They show him on the Corn Ferry Corn Ferry results. That was weird. It like switched it to his Corn Ferry results. <laughs> like I said, the the PGA Tour website is not good. And as we just discussed earlier, sounds like <laughs> the PGA Tour iPad app is is pretty amazing. So let's like go back into this and see what. Dickie Pride has done on the senior to senior tour instead of the Corn Ferry Tour in 2019. <laughs> I was on that leaderboard and clicked on Dickie Pride and his player profile, and it brought, brought up the 2009 Corn Ferry. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's right, but not at all. Um. Yeah, he gets the win. Let's see. Let's see if it'll show his stats. It probably won't. It'll probably take me back to the corn ferry. Yep, took me back to the corn ferry. Uh, but he's 51. Like I said, turned pro in 1992. So he's been he's been around for a while. Uh, hanging around. But congrats to him on his victory. What? <laughs> Still don't know. I guess I could search it a little bit further. But uh, I watched zero of this this tournament to be honest um obviously driving two hours plus back and forth on saturday 
to a tournament <laughs> doesn't help and no uh, hanging out with the fan today uh so i didn't watch much of that um there either another tournament that i didn't watch but i think it ended, it ended yesterday um on saturday they ended the day early uh but the european tour and like like you talked about this this may actually be the kind of the best story of <laughs> of oh. the week of the week is uh oh, yeah. richard bland 48 year 48 year old Euro Tour veteran gets his first win on the Euro Tour. I think his first, we, we talked about it. What was his first year? 97? Is what 96. Is, what, 96? Did this? I, well, his first uh, open championship debut, 1998, but I'm turning from yeah, 1996. So. 1996. So he's basically two decades playing on the, had- on the, around the European Tour. Yeah, and, like just to hang out around for that long is crazy, <laughs> right? Well, and to to think, I mean, he probably came close quite a few times, and um, obviously been playing solid golf to keep your tour card that long. But you know, to to hang in there that much, like that's that is just determination at the highest degree, and um, yeah, just. I think the whole golf world happy for him. <laughs> 477 events, your European tour events. Four, That's crazy. Like 477 events before he that, finally gets his, uh, his win. That's got to be like more tournaments than Tiger's even played, period. And, and Tiger's been out there for a while. So it's like that's crazy. And like some perspective, I saw a great post on Instagram. Uh, when he turned pro, Google did not exist. And the movie Tin Cup was in the theaters. And Victor Hovland wasn't even born yet. So it's like, this guy's a lifer. And um, love to see these types of stories where, honestly, a guy like this should deserve a win. <laughs> I mean, he, he played great. He had one bogey all week. One bogey all week, including... The he goes into a playoff, so he only has you know one bogey for the week, yeah. and that's on Saturday. And and the night, I mean, the funny thing about that is, is, is he, he only has one bogey that day and shoots even par because he only has one birdie <laughs> as well. Um, but shoots the 66 on on Sunday to to get into the playoff, and then pars his first hole to yep. to get his win so super like happy and like i said i've heard his name around before which is why i was like you know because when you've been around that long you'll see his obviously his, his name's popped up and he's <laughs> around on leaderboards a little bit but that's that's crazy that you know at 40 80 he gets his first win um on the European yeah. tour. So congrats. Um, hopefully this carries him into some, some more success and who knows, maybe he'll end up playing champions tour and just dominating the champions tour. Like some of these lifelong kind of, I don't want to say journeyman cause that's not a journeyman. He's been in the same spot pretty much his entire career, but get on there and, and and have a great senior tour career. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Good golf. Super cool to see that. Super cool for sure. Yeah, even the PGA Tour, a lot there were several players out there that tweeted about it and just showed that there is a bright side to golf. <laughs> Sometimes you don't see that bright side for a while, but yeah. uh it's a tough road. Yeah. Like I said, he'd obviously been playing fairly good because he was able to um, stick around for as long as he did, you know, to stick around for 478 events to to finally get get the job done. So, yep, good to see that. Um, but yeah, moving 
kind of onto the PGA Tour. Uh, like I said, the Byron Nielsen probably doesn't get the due that it needs. Um, being right before the PGA Championship this year and going into the week, you know, I don't know that TPC Craig Ranch kind of evokes excitement either. Um, over, but there was a lot of people that didn't really like Trinity Forest, which yeah. I think because it was different and it was and it got hard and it wasn't like it's hard. It wasn't the golf that the players on the PGA Tour come to expect because it was hard. It was fast. It was right, kind of open and it it gave them fits. I get more than anything, <laughs> right. Well, then let them take it. <laughs> Why have an issue with a, oh, the course is tough. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, well there was a yeah. lot of complaints of that they didn't like the course and it, which is, like I said, it's funny. These guys are just, I think sometimes they get too comfortable in, well, I need to be able to just hit it here and then fire this and just have it stop, right? It's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't know they think they get too accustomed to that that type well, of golf and having it be easier for them i don't know necessarily say it's what? easy but yeah. oh i say why do we have to like wait for a major to have like a winning score be around par that that's what i'm saying like we can have tough golf courses um it doesn't just have to be a major and I would love to see more of that. Uh, this course this week just played, I mean, statistically, it played so easy. Like, um, I mean, the cut line was at minus five. So, uh, like, you would have to play some pretty bad golf to miss the cut. And, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of people under par. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, minus five didn't make the cut, so minus six actually made the cut. Yeah, it's all the one, yeah. My, yeah, made the. So, like I said, and it was a little wet. I'll give them a little bit of that. But if you looked at the course, there was some spots where they'd replaced. They're they'd done some turf replacements, so it didn't. It looked in good shape, but there was some spots. But it was playing wet. They had, they had had a ton of rain. Um, yeah. they'd had some rain before that so it was soft and what are tour players going to do when it's soft they're going to just eat the place up oh right? they're totally so that and with some short shorter holes some par fours that are short yeah yep. so there was a lot of that um sunday they got weather i mean so that was really kind of what stood out to me when we haven't even talked about the, <laughs> the winner yet. KH Lee um, shoots a, a really, really good final round 66, right? You had a couple of, yeah. couple of guys go really low. Um, yeah. Patton Kazire shoots 63 and Daniel Berger shoots 64, but they were yeah. earlier on in the day. So they didn't have to deal no pressure and no delays no pressure no no delays that um like the weather those last like they were really trying to because there was a couple of you know extenuating we got the pga championship the next week yeah. that some of these yeah. guys have to get to so if you delay that you've got a the possibility of more weather coming in behind it that's worse mm -hmm. so they're trying to get that done and like I'm watching it and like they're doing anything they can. I think they said it was, I think it was whole 16, but the average drive previous to those final couple groups coming through and it may have been 15, but the average drive was like three Oh six. But the last mm. couple of groups as they come in, when it was like raining hard, the average yeah. drive was like two sixty. That's right. So, I mean, it's just a completely different golf course um yeah. but i don't think kh lee if i recall right because like i said i didn't get to watch when he um didn't oh i guess he does i guess he bogeys 16 which like i said that was right after the delay i think he was yeah he was putting 
on that whole one. I was watching it and you could actually, he, it didn't strike where you could see it when he was doing it, but you could hear the electricity come through the sound <laughs> on the broadcast. Um, so you could just hear the electricity come through the sound. And so he bogeys that hole, but then birdie 17 and 18. Um, yeah, to, to clean it up, coming home to get a three shot victory over Sam Burns, who goes in his last two starts, one, you know, a win and then a, and a second place. Yeah. But my guess is he feels like pretty disappointed with where, oh, what he did considering the scores that were out there, especially by the guys oh, around him, right? Cage Lee shoots 66 to win by, by three shots. You got mm-hmm. Pat Desire, Daniel Berger, you know, everybody in that kind of that top 10 really besides, you know, him, he shoots a one, a two under 70. Um, but besides that and Seamus and, and Doc Redman and Spieth who shoot 70, every, everybody around that was, was putting yeah. up in that 60 anywhere from 63 to 67 range yeah the average score i mean i didn't run the data on it but the average score that day looks to be around three or four under right and so there were only 12 people out of 70 that shot over par that day so it was not playing difficult by any means um but you know you've got some environmental factors maybe messed with your flow but if I was him and I shot 70 and I was in the final group, I'd be, I'd be pretty disappointed. With, with what I saw, his – and one of the big things, I mean, I think he three putts a couple of holes, but, it's, but he's was really, really struggling with his, his speed control on the greens. So, obviously, if you're struggling with your speed control, it's hard to know what's me, you know, what, what break to play kind of that yeah. that'll throw you off a little bit. Um but yeah, Cage Lee plays solid. I mean he he comes out on fire. I mean I think he was mm-hmm. what he was like four under through six holes or something. Yeah, four under through six. Yeah. Um I guess he does have a couple of bogeys. He bogeys nine too. But yeah he bogeys nine and sixteen but he just had a ton of birdies in there that, that really just catapulted him ahead, winning the tournament by three shots. Pretty, pretty well handled. This is his first win, right? Yes, this is his first win. Um, but he seemed to be in control of it really well at least today, you know, he didn't really get out of his routine. He tried the best he could, even when it was just downpour, which, you know, he had to work pretty hard when it was coming down, down as much as it was to kind of keep in that same routine where the other guys were basically getting ready, getting everything they needed to do coming out from underneath the umbrella and just pulling the trigger just because it was so wet and trying to keep the, the grips dry. So, um, he does have four international victories, so he's not, you know, completely oblivious to what it takes to win. Um, but when those are like Korean tour yeah. victories, it's, it's definitely not, not the same. So, yeah, this is a different stage and it's, it wasn't like a, a horrible field. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys no. took the week off to play and prep for the PGA, but there's still some solid players in this field and um, which made it interesting. Like, you know, having Jordan Spieth hunt, hunting around in top 10, that was pretty awesome. Love seeing him play in Texas. I just think it's fantastic for golf. Yeah. So. Like I said, he's been, Spieth's been playing good. And then just watching it today, he just didn't have control of his irons, which, you know, on a course like that where, a lot of guys are just really, you know, throwing it at pins and, and being yeah. really aggressive. Yeah. When you don't have control of those irons, it's just it doesn't set up well for you. Then you got to rely on the putter way too much 
on that when you you definitely don't don't need to. So, but other than that, so I think you kind of put it in your equipment highlights. But Spieth went to the the new Pro V One X in play yeah. this week. So yeah, I I know a lot of times tour players do get some preferential treatment maybe it's a tour ball that's not available or or something um but tour uh in this particular situation he's playing like right out of a regular box the 2021 pro v1x so um it's good golf ball and uh and that's that's pretty cool switched there are some players on tour that are playing like a pro v1 from four years ago they're playing some from further back than that just because they like yeah. the feel and the spin that is getting so um yeah it's it's interesting to see i know that they they made some changes that it feel, feels a little softer than the old one um a little bit more they say more distance who knows whether that's <laughs> that's true because obviously yeah how the ball performs is different for for everybody i mean there's going to be some similarities but having a softer feel was still yeah you know keeping everything else that was was there from the the previous ball makes it a pretty ball and i've, I've played it a, a few times i put it into play a few times and haven't minded it mm-hmm. um you know still sticking with my bridgestone to this point the the tour bx but yeah it it wasn't a bad ball by by any means yeah i i mean you're gonna see variances between the years i think the biggest thing you're gonna see is probably a change in compression sometimes they get softer sometimes they get harder um but i mean the goal is always to make a very durable and performant golf ball so you're gonna have some um give and takes with those types of goals that you're trying to get with that but um another switch we've got ricky he goes back to the old faithful the scotty cameron gss newport 2 with his name stamped in the cavity ricky um obviously you know with his exemption into the pga championship he is looking for something that helps him feel comfortable and uh, he did not play that well in this particular event he did miss cut on the button um so uh i I mean it's tough i would it would have been nice to see him gain some momentum but yeah just tons of equipment changes he's just just searching yeah so but it's cool to see him back with an old putter that he's done well with so hopefully he finds that magic um i don't know why why he would have ever switched I mean, truthfully, he put it so good with that putter. I don't know why he would have ever switched anyway. But yeah. my guess is you start struggling, you start doing some some weird things. I mean, you could be like Charles Schwartzel and he has that back strike looking yeah. PXG that he put back in the bag this week, and which is really weird because he'd been playing really, really solid. I mean, he shoots 68 today and ends up in a, in a tie for third. Mm-hmm. So he's been playing good. Why he went back to the back strike? Um, that center, sh- oh, it's it's just the weirdest because the <laughs> Callaway has one and it's called the back strike. Yeah, um, the two ball, but basically it's a rear center shafted putter. Yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. it's definitely weird. I've had <laughs> I know of like two people. Who play the who have played the backstrike and just to look at that thing is is really weird um <laughs> it's that i mean but i don't know if it's any weirder than than what uh Kuchar's going with right now which didn't didn't work out very good for him today he's, he's still putting with his reverse this his rear arm lock garbage whatever it is <laughs> I mean, he got tied for 17, but he, he had a lackluster um, final round at 73, shooting plus one. So maybe he didn't handle the weather too well. But, uh, but yeah, he had some good rounds in there starting off. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got to find that magic. 
He's, he's trying. I don't know if he's trying the right magic, but he's trying something. Um, but yeah, like I said, there we'll go through the bag and then we'll kind of get back and talk yeah. about the weather and and how it how it affected things and how it relates to some other <laughs> other um, news very, very <laughs> pertinent news um whether yeah. this was uh a course that was playable in championship conditions um we'll just leave it at that we'll just kind of leave <laughs> it there for a second uh, we'll go yeah, through uh, KH Lee's uh, what's in the bag, and I'll let you kind of take yeah. over on that. So this is a pretty cool, um, pretty cool what's in the bag. I, I was kind of surprised to see some of these things pop up, but uh, he has a dry. He has a Callaway staff bag, so you're kind of expecting to see Callaway through the entire bag, but um, it's actually split up pretty evenly between Callaway and Titleist. So. 57% of his bag is Callaway and 43% of his bag is Titleist. So almost cut right down the middle. Um, but he's playing the stock driver head, the Epic Max LS. Uh, a lot of the tour players that have been winning, they've been playing like the triple diamond or something. Right. It's a little more unique, but this, and, and, you know, he's playing the uh, the stock one, which is pretty cool. You know, he's, he's looking for something that's giving him the right numbers and, tries the whole portfolio of Callaway drivers, like the 27 of them. And he found the one that, uh, you know, works for him. So uh, you can't rule the things out. You know, we've got a max edition, which some people might consider, oh, that's maybe for a higher handicap. You know, it's, it's really about the numbers. So yeah. pretty cool and, to see that. Yeah, and it was there. And he must not spin the ball very much because in, in my experience with that, it actually spins the ball a little bit more. Um, yeah than some of the other Callaways, but does he have, I did put in there. So it's a 10.5 and I guess it's set down to, to nine degrees and it's actually got a kind of the, a lower kick point that 286X shaft. So he may need just some help getting the ball in the air a little bit more. So. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a, a good call out too because he went with the Callaway TCB irons, the tour cavity backs, same irons that John Rom is playing. Um, but those are an iron that actually spins it a little bit more. So mm-hmm. um just a low spin player needing yeah. needing to get the right type of flight and angle of descent and spin to stop them on the greens. And that is a custom order only, the TCB, but uh yes. definitely popular on uh on tour right now does it say but does he what shafts does he have because you've got it he's got the project x lz 6.5 in the 52 and my guess is he matches yeah the, so yeah the set to that the project x lz 6.5 in the irons as well which is definitely a, a more like a said lower a little bit lower kick point so he's getting a little bit more height a little bit more spin out of it with those shafts as well so he definitely yeah. must be a guy that needs to or just really wants to get that spin so he can work it a little bit more. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's spot on. And and here's a unique build out that I've never actually encountered in his wedges. And we'll yeah. just exclude the pitching wedge, but 52, 56, and 60, he has three different shafts in each wedge, which you typically don't see typically no. in the 56 and 60 you'll see the same sometimes the same in the 52 through the 50 or the 60 but in this scenario i mean it's not it's not a bad move because in his 52 degree he also has the project xlz 6.5 which matches his irons right and and frankly a 52 degree is still kind of a full swing club you might chip with it on a very rare occasion but it's a full swing club so transitioning that feel from yeah. that wedge into the irons, that's a smart move. And so that was really cool to see that. The second shaft type he has is an S400, which is a stiff, but it's a it's a heavier stiff in yeah. the 56. Um, so you've got a, a good balance there. S400 probably is the most popular wedge shaft on the PGA Tour um, by a, a long shot. So that um, it's very traditional to see that, but where the next change happens is in the lob wedge, the 60 degree, he's got an S200. So um, if you know the true temper ratings on the shafts, 
S just means stiff, but there's a 200 series, a 300 series, a 400 series, and yeah. those just vary the weights between each one of those shafts. And so the S200 being the lightest of the the, the S range, he's got um, you know a, a yeah. balance. It's actually going to give the head a heavier feel, heavier feel, and just a little bit more right. And my guess is same thing. He just he does it because he hits very few full shots with this like yeah if any right he's probably going to his 56 and doing some more of that if he's he's playing anything there and and flighting it down where this one gives him a little softer feel and gives him a little bit more workability with with softer smaller shots yeah i i'd say it's even beneficial in the fact that when you take weight away from the shaft it makes the head feel heavier so you're going to see the swing weight the balance point of the club actually uh, jump up maybe one or two points. And uh, that's good. When you feel like the head is heavier, it's really easy to get that through the rough on some of these chip shots that you might hit. Yeah. And um, you want to have that. You don't want to get that wedge stubbed into the grass on a chip shot because you kind of feathered it too light. You want to have that velocity come through and carry through, make a good strike. And I think that feel right there probably helps them do that. So really unique build through the wedges, three different shafts, but clearly they're all designed to give him a specific feel in each one of them. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, congrats to him. Played really solid. Like I said, everything kind of came together. We'll see whether, he, you know, he's been around, mm -hmm. um, you know top tens he's had some top tens and stuff but we'll see whether he kind of sticks around because he had everything kind of working where they were talking about his iron play wasn't good you know coming into this tournament where he was top eight i think is what they said with his strokes gain on approach shots um so that was better his putting was better um so everything came together for him this week which is why he ended up getting the win and actually getting the the win rather easily so yeah. um despite the the conditions that on the final day were were not ideal <laughs> Be incredibly difficult and you know uh play halting weather conditions yeah it's it was like i said but there's a lot of things i think you had the them running into the PGA next week and, and some other things coming into play where they're like, okay, we get, we're going to play through this. Yeah. Um, which on the other hand, the NCA, which, you know, sometimes is, it's akin to like the USGA and making some really bad decisions. <laughs> and, um, but the NCA canceled the women's golf regional in baton rouge louisiana mm -hmm. um from what i heard is they actually and had players getting ready like warming up and getting ready to play yeah they're they played the practice round they were like minutes from teeing off in their first round and they pulled the plug <laughs> and the sound bite that's going to haunt um nca forever is that the tournament was in playing condition but not play play what was it championship this course is playable but not playing playable at a championship level um for this to happen then right on top of it have the the, the byron nelson get it done Oh, and gosh. the conditions that they got it done in um, is is fairly embarrassing. And the the bad part about that is is you basically just advance six teams out of eighteen teams and without hitting a single shot. That's yeah. Like now, first of all, everybody plays the same course. All right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like so wet and soaked that playing on the course would actually damage it beyond repair. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and 
and frankly, I've played in matches. I mean, granted, they weren't like NCAA matches. It was community college league, kind of the D3 level or whatever. But I've played on punch greens before, and that was just the tournament. That was the date that it lined up, and everybody had to play on them. I mean, if there is any condition that is not championship condition or just play in general, it's freshly punch greens, and I've played tournaments on punch greens. So uh, to me, it was just a bogus call super bogus it's it's like it's bad like for like i mean you're basically ending some of these girls golfing careers oh yeah you know yeah i don't know and it's like it's gotten to the point where you know it's bad when right it's ncaa women's golf right but for them to have the there's PGA tour players like just oh. hammering the NCA over this decision. Oh. Um, it was, it was quite hilarious. We're looking at it and my daughter's going through and she's like, the memes about this today are hilarious. <laughs> and, oh, they got roasted. And, and the truth is like five minutes after that, they, the players could have walked in the pro shop and said, Hey, can I get a tea time? Yeah. Course is open going out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it was just, it was just crazy. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you right now that that was the wrong call and they are getting the heat for it. So who knows what agenda was there and why, and what they felt was necessary to do that. But I mean, they had the squeegee greens. Like there was so much water, standing water on the greens. They had to get out there and squeegee them so that players could play in a PGA tournament. And yeah, yeah it's just a garbage call. Well, the thing about it is, is you've got players that just, I don't know, it's, oh, it's just, it's really, yeah. really crazy. So that they, well, that they do that. It's just, uh, it's just really bad that they didn't even try to get it in. Right. Yeah. That's one thing like to try and do it and then just have it be in so bad a condition that they're like, guys, we've got to call this. Like there's the greens are getting torn up or, or whatever. Right. But I mean, just to say it's the playing conditions are not championship conditions. Like what the heck does that even mean? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they, it's what is championship level? You know, it's not like they're, they're going there. If you have to put ball in hand a little bit, I mean, yeah, that's a big that, deal. That sucks. I mean, that's not a deal. But if it's playable, it's playable. Let these yeah. the girls go, women go out there and play, and like earn the earn their spots. Like I said, the top six they are obviously the top six seeds for a reason because of how they played. But the hard part about golf is a lot of these teams have played in so many different tournaments. Yes, they're going to have some some competition against each other, but they're, you know, these 18 teams haven't probably played together in the same field at the same time. So, yeah, it's just no, a it, poor decision not even then, to try. And then just from a logistics standpoint, you know how hard it is to get six people plus coaches out to a location like it's a big freaking haul. Maybe people are flying. Maybe people are taking a bus for six hours. Who knows? But then just to like straight up call it like that and make them all go back after putting those resources. In. I mean, it's just, there's no, nothing good coming out of this. Just, and maybe they weren't, like I said, and I did hear from a, a player down at Utah Valley. who was talking about that they were playing, but it sounds like, the LSU men's team was practicing at that course <laughs> as they were <laughs> making this decision. 
Um, so that's that's a yeah. It's just it's it's a really dumb decision, really poor decision on the the NCA's part. Um, yeah, I just I don't know I don't know what else to say. Um, the cool thing was is did you see like rigs from ball stores bar stool sports got a course in arizona to actually oh. donate world whirlwind um let me find it it was yeah let's see i think he got whirlwind golf course see yeah to go let's see so yeah bar still the host tournament for women's college players eliminated at baton Rouge. so he's given <laughs> teams and they i think they believe it's whirlwind mm-hmm. whirlwind in arizona is gonna host them so rigs from barstool sports comes up clutch and he's he said Basha was working doesn't just secure a golf course and hotel rooms for the 12 teams that were eliminated without hitting a shot while, while also getting the event approved by the NCAA dude like that's legit yeah <laughs> so like I said it's it's kind of right you're going yeah but for him to pull that off is is pretty cool, but you know at the same t- point is like if that course was unplayable, why why couldn't NCAA have like it took this dude what two days <laughs> to put this together? Yeah, I mean obviously he's got some resources at his, his disposal, but why the NCAA doesn't? It's yeah, but yeah. Or, or at least to reschedule it. Like, come on. Yeah, I know there's a time crunch when they have to get it, but you could you could have got it done early this week and still had enough. This you know this next week and and get it done. So, oh, crazy. But props to Riggs and Barstool Sports. Yeah. Uh, at least doing something um that the NCAA wasn't <laughs> willing to do but then they approved it so it's it's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> yeah yeah May- oh sorry i guess we'll approve this but it's like it, it it's nice right that he did this and and was going to at least give these girls a chance to play which i think they should and who knows what the title will actually be but at the same time, like you just took away the opportunity for them to get into the national championship, right? And yeah. and that's just that's something they can't get back. So it to me, it's it, it's it's cool that somebody was able to do that and felt bad for them and give them a chance to play, but you know, it doesn't doesn't result in, in what should have happened, and that's yeah. that's the tough pill to swallow. For sure. Uh, but yeah, another kind of interesting story that's kind of golf in a nutshell is Matthew Wolf. Yeah. Um, a story came out last week that he withdrew from the, the PGA and it doesn't, doesn't um, know any injury. They said there was an injury to a hand that is, may have affected this decision a little bit um, or may have affected just kind of his, his play as of late, which has not been good. We've mentioned it a few times. It's been, been a really tough road for him. Uh, But it sounds like he just withdrew because he wasn't confident with where his game at or where he was mentally. It sounds like, sounds like he was just, really struggling from the CBS sports article that, that 
that we were reading, it just kind of sounds like he was, you know, kind of struggling with the whole, you know, wife on tour deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously probably compounded by the fact that he wasn't playing very well either. Um, but just kind of a weird withdrawal out of a major, uh, which seems like more than anything that, and would obviously we don't know the whole story, but that seems like more just because he wasn't playing very well. Um, so that's a, that's definitely an interesting bit of, bit of note, but hopefully he gets back and, you know, kind of gets things pulled together. Cause he's a fun player to watch when he's on, obviously he's always going to be streaky with his, with his swing, hmm. um, how it is, whether he does some things to, uh, get, you know, get it back and kind of tighten that up a little bit so that he's more consistent, who knows, but he's yeah. fun to watch when he, when he gets on, cause he's, he's definitely uber aggressive, which is <laughs> fun to, fun to watch too. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a shark out there for sure. I, I, you know, I definitely hope he gets things back in line cause he's an exciting player. I think, I just think for humans in general, the hardest thing to deal with is some of those, some of those social barriers that may put you in funks, you know, like him feeling lonely. Like that's, that's a hard thing to recognize and then figure out a way to get out of that. And right. um, life on tours, it's, it's no cakewalk. You, you're just, you're a traveling salesman <laughs> and you're jumping from, you know, town to town week to week. And if you can't, if you don't find a little niche or a group of guys or something, it can, it can be pretty tough. Um, yeah. So you know, definitely feel for the guy and, and hope he gets things around. But at the same time, like if I got an invite to the PGA championship and I lose my left hand, I'm still going to try and play in it because it's the PGA championship. Yeah. And, and with where he's at, he may just feel like, Hey, this is just a small bump in the road and I'll be back. And I think he does at least have, because of his status, he'll, he definitely gets uh, yeah. next year for sure. If I, oh. if everything that I am kind of thinking is, is correct. Um, but yeah, he'll, he should be back next year, but at the same time, right. If he doesn't perform this may, you know, one of his last. Yeah. Well, that, and that's just it. Like the PGA championship is a unique field because you do have the top players in the world, but you also have 20 of the best um, club pros playing. And, and so is his skill or is his game up to that to compete with even the club pros? I would say a hundred percent, but um, you know, I mean, his personal decision on his part, I still think is a field he could have competed in. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe the injury is a little bit more, um, more of a play in here than, than we suspected, but um, that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So wish, wish him the best and hopefully he gets, gets back. Cause like I said, he's, He's definitely interesting to watch play golf. Um, but yeah, on the other hand, you get, like I said, we talked about Ricky gets an invite. Um, I think they said Tom Hogue, Hoagie, Hoagie, Tom Hogue, I think is who replaced uh, Matt Wolf in the field. Um, so, you know, this could be the alt an alternate situation like John Daly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, John Daly gets on a, as an alternate and, and wins and vaults himself into, into stardom. And after that, so we'll see, maybe this could be, be the big break that, that, that Tom Hogue needs, um, being yep. at Kiwa, who know who knows it could be, if it, if it gets windy, you have to control your ball. Um, don't know enough about, Hogue to say whether that fits him or not, but uh, maybe, maybe this is just the thing he needs to get his first. Yeah. 
major win. Well, in speaking with majors, there's another invite out there that got accepted. So Phil Mickelson accepted an invite to the U.S. Open, which I think is awesome. It would be good. Like I said, it's <laughs> whether he has it. I mean, he is. He had the one round last week that you're like, oh, he's no, nope. <laughs> it just <laughs> went completely south after the first round uh, last week for for Phil when he was had the lead after the first round. Yeah. But you just that would maybe the coolest story ever in the U.S. Open. If he gets a special invite, ends up winning, completes his career Grand Slam, right? Which is oh, totally super crazy because if there was one tournament major that you didn't think Phil Mickelson was going to win, it wasn't the U.S. Open. It would have been the Open Championship. If you put it on him at the first of, the, first of his yeah. career when he started – if he was going to not win one of the majors, which one wouldn't he win? And it would be the Open Championship, hands down. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. So the fact that he's but, been in the positions that he's been in, in the U.S. Open, and hasn't gotten it done, um, be really cool to see, see that happen. So, Yeah, so, I mean, just a little history on Phil and the U.S. Open. He has six one, two, three, four, five, six second place finishes in the U.S. Open. He probably has more runner-up medals than anybody in the history of the U.S. Open. And honestly, maybe like there should be a rule. If you get five runner-ups, you just get a lifetime exemption into the U.S. Open. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just how many, how many of those six are self-inflicted <laughs> is the question. All of them? all of them no he did get that one i mean the 99 when Payne drops that i don't know 15 or 18 footer on him to win that was incredible um you know obviously the ogilvy one was just heartbreaking and will haunt him because he could he could have played pitching wedge into that hole in one yeah there's (laughs) yeah that was for for him to hit the drive that he hit i that was one mistake but then he goes oh i'm just gonna compound this again yeah and with the next shot and so so it's 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 pretty crazy but i mean honestly six runner-ups like that's incredible so glad to see him in the u.s open and it's centauri it's his backyard um i mean i don't know if he's gonna play well there but um would like to see the odds on him what his the prop bet is on him making the cut yeah on that because like i said he hasn't hasn't been i mean hasn't really been playing well at all you thought he would go now he's got to make the decision whether he just wants to go play champions tour full-time because he's not competing on the on the regular tour right now yeah i i mean i think he'll show up and play some good golf but i i'd say it's a pretty good stretch for him to win the u.s open so, yeah, for sure. But other than that, we, like I said, ended on a good note. Mickelson, oh, yeah. Mickelson gets the invite. Um, hopefully he can do stuff and at least make the cut and get up there just to get some people interested because it would be a, be a great story. Um, but other than that, you, you playing any golf this week? We already know my answer. That's a, that's a no-go. <laughs> um, Me, um, you know, I hope to get some golf in. Um, I'm definitely going to get some practice in. Love me some practice. Yeah. But you're, um, you're the ultimate practice player right now. I am. I am. I almost love it more than the game itself. It's crazy. I just, <laughs> you could give me unlimited range balls and I'll hit range balls for eight hours in the day. But um, no, it's we'll see if I get out. I, I'm going to St. George next weekend, so maybe I'll sneak something in there. But um, it's just I'm really just prepping for Bandon at this point. Just got to make sure my legs are working and 
and uh, you got to get out and play like, some golf to make sure those legs are working. I know, I know. I'm probably gonna go like hit the treadmill like every day this week and walk 10 miles just to make sure I can fit in the 36. Do so. it with your do it with the bag on your back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Be I'll be that guy. So no, but the game's good. Um, uh, I guess one highlight, I'm I'm still first place in my skills challenges on FSX. So at the moment, you know, there's only 15 more days in the competition, but in the medium and hard challenges, I am still the best ball striker in the world. So nice. maybe I'll get dethroned, but uh, it's there, it's sitting there and uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, we'll have to keep us updated. That's basically two weeks away. Yep. So see what happens. But it, yeah, till then, listeners, thanks for joining us and go play some golf. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Buttercuts Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it. Until next time, keep hitting the Buttercuts.